Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Sync NI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company, and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest, and most influential thought leaders from across NI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels. And enjoy. Hello and welcome to Tech Crack. I'm Eve Campbell, and this week I spoke to Chris McClelland. For those that don't know him, Chris is the Managing Director of Ignite NI, an organisation that helps startups across Northern Ireland launch and scale their businesses. Ten startups have recently been selected for Ignite NI's Global Accelerator Programme, with half of those chosen coming from our very own Northern Ireland. Chris chats to me all about these innovative companies, as well as our booming startup scene in general, and he even offers some advice for any other budding entrepreneurs listening out there. So yeah, basically, Chris, I know now the 10 startups have been selected to participate in Ignite's Global Accelerator program, and they include four Belfast-based businesses and one dairy firm. Um, I was reading, you know, they include startups like CropSafe and Respiratory Analytics. What can you tell me about those companies in terms of why they were chosen? Because I'm sure the judging process as well um, for a global program, especially, is so in-depth. Yeah, uh, (laughs) We keep saying that the quality and the standard keeps getting higher here. And it is uh, incredible, the standard of startups that are sort of coming through at this sort of early stage as well. So, yeah, very excited. I think, you know, uh, on paper, it looks like everybody's from Belfast, but actually everybody, uh, lots of these teams are actually all over uh, Northern Ireland, uh, you know, in Tyrone, uh, uh, North Coast and uh, Derry, as we said. So, you know, a really good spread. Um, but yes, um, really good, interesting stuff this year is essentially, you know, some of the themes that we've got. So there's obviously a lot of great companies uh, in the healthcare space in, in Northern Ireland. And these sort of startups that are coming through are, you know, uh, like Respiratory Analytics, Aulis, Pulse AI. Um, they all have a, they're all making, uh, and, and sorry, uh, metal. They're all making waves in the in the in the healthcare space, and uh, lots of uh, their fundraising and things like that. So that's very exciting. We've got a bit of a hardware theme as well. Um, you know, distributed hardware and uh, respiratory analytics essentially um, is uh, looking at uh, bringing analytics to how we're we're breathing into inhalers, and Niterate is looking at uh, distributed manufacturing for clothing. So yeah, it's a great uh, dynamic sort of bunch, and we've uh, just literally off uh, deep dives and even just chatting to teams this week. It's 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 a really sort of exciting dynamic within the teams itself as well. Yeah, definitely, especially healthcare. The sort of healthcare sector is. Is such a, a, a main um, priority at the minute. That I, I suspect that the startups weren't started because of the COVID pandemic and things like that, but the, the coronavirus crisis has really sort of put a highlight on them and the work they're doing. And I, I personally think as well that the, that the startups selected in the Accelerator program this year, they really show such a variety of creativity too. Um, what do you think makes Northern Ireland startup scene stand out from other UK cities? Because as you said, like it does keep growing and growing. And wh- you know, why do you think that is? Why are we so um, put on the map for such a small region as well? Yeah, um, just on the healthcare stuff, by the way, yeah, COVID, I think, just really changed the way that healthcare and NHS and uh, not just in the UK, Ireland, you know, beyond how uh, um, hospitals um, have... 
uh, completely changed. You know, they've had to change and it's become digital. So this be, made it a really wide open opportunity for healthcare startups. So uh, it's a great example of like how the markets have shifted uh, because of COVID and have opened up opportunities. Um, so yes, just in terms of Northern Ireland, you know, um, it's really interesting you know, hearing from mentors and people that are involved in the program, just the, the sort of unique nature of, of the founders and the startups here. Um, like we just did Mentor Madness with, you know, uh, well over 20 mentors and some are uh, lots from Northern Ireland, but some from outside uh, of Northern Ireland. And, you know, they're, they're saying there's, some, there's something really special going on here. And I think what they're talking about is really about uh, just the approach that I think a lot of startups are having. You know, we, we really focus on customer-focused companies, right? So you crack that sort of side, the customer side of things, you know, the product you can build, you know, you, you learn from your customers and that's how you sort of identify big problems. And, you know, we, we really sort of hone in on that. But I think the stuff that um, is unique is like essentially Northern Ireland still has a bit of a unique identity, right? So, you know, if you're in Birmingham or in, in Edinburgh even, you might even, you get dragged into the London ecosystem. So we're lucky here a little bit that we're sort of in the London side as well as the Dublin side. But also I think, you know, we draw parallels a little bit to Estonia because Estonia, you know, has done extraordinarily well for a nation of, of that size or similar size to us. And if you look at it, really, you know, startups have to start businesses looking outside uh, the customer base of Northern Ireland or a region of this size, because, you know, um, you're really trying to find these sort of early adopters in your markets. And, you know, local is not always the early adopter. They might be early adopters with your friends, but they're not really your early adopters, maybe in terms of your business. So it's almost like the advantage to starting a business in Northern Ireland is that we have to start local for it to be successful. And if we're on that path and we're sort of starting in the right place in terms of customers, it means that we have increased chance for scale and for growing as well. So we're seeing some of those things as well. And it's not just mentors, by the way, it's, it's investors. You know, we're seeing lots and lots more investors from the UK, Berlin, uh, Japan, uh, even the US, getting involved in very, very early stage companies here. So that's bringing like really diverse thoughts really diverse experience to companies at a very very early stage can really help sort of steer that direction going forward yeah no a hundred percent I also think as well because we do have to think sort of outside of the box um in terms of a wider customer base but because Northern Ireland is so small the startup community is quite is quite good and lots of people know each other and because of that reason founders are able to help each other and you know if you need a contact um just what I've sort of found from talking to different startup founders are like oh well I know this person that can help you with this and oh you have an idea um but you don't really know how to to implement it as such um you know to to bring it into reality you know I know someone that, that can help you with that too and then organizations like yourselves at Ignite NI um really help with that too because in a way being being a small sort of community can, can help in that way rather than being in you know huge London which is like so many times the size of, of this country itself. Yeah, absolutely. And that sense of community is something, you know, we've got 200 founders in our program or our Slack essentially at this stage. And just, you can see the cross-pollination, you can see the support like pretty much hourly at this stage. And, you know, that's sort of like the sort of culture that we need to bring to startups here. It's the, the sort of like, you know, I think Techstars introduced the idea of give first, right? And so it's just the idea of like, you're helping, and like pay it forward and all those things it'll come back at you and I think um, those things are already happening I think in terms of like 
support across Northern Ireland, you know, it is difficult for founders, you know, um, we're trying to leap forward in how you start technology companies, right? So there's a very sort of modern approach. And as I said, about customer focused sort of lean approaches, you know, it's test driven sort of so, uh, startup development, essentially, that's happening. And I think um, it's we're we're really spending a lot of time trying to like leap to what good looks like and trying to like understand what, you know, the next level or two levels above sort of investors are looking for, because sadly we do not have that much experience about companies that are going through series A or series B sort of rounds yet. Right. So it's not just about investment, but I mean that experience of growth. So I think uh, we're gradually getting there, but for now, um, I think as an accelerator, our responsibility and our duty is to understand the weaknesses within the ecosystem, to understand the weaknesses in our experiences. And if we know that, then we can start to plug those in. And that's what we do. And that's why we bring lots of sort of knowledge and experience from outside of uh, Northern Ireland to help support that. Yeah, and just in terms of, of Ignite NI and, and helping those startups, Chris, because I know every year Ignite does help 30 startups launch and scale their businesses with the pre-accelerator, the Propel program, and then the accelerator programs, um, and they're built to give teams the best possible chances of success. Uh, if, you know, say someone is listening now that is thinking about or has just started their own startup or is thinking about it, what exactly, what is the difference between those those programs and what do they entail in terms of, like, you know, the mentorship and guidance that Ignite NA provides to startups? Yeah, well, fundamentally, mentorship and, you know, sessions are all sort of for every, everybody in the program. We do start, uh, sorry, the Propel program is really for, like, uh, founders at a very, very early stage who are sort of, I've got an idea, I've researched it a bit, I've went and sort of spoken to some customers, I've got some sort of validation, right? You've discovered something. And, you know, maybe there's a solo founder, or there's maybe a couple of founders, ideally, there's couple of founders uh, or three so it's good to find people that can help you whenever you're starting that said lots of solar founders and actually I think 50% of our founders are solo founders so don't be put off about being a solo founder at this stage you can move the needle and keep going Um, but so we really take um, startups on at that stage and really that's about the foundations the fundamentals and starting companies in the right way and I think if you again look at you know the reputation that we're building here is basically uh, that's that's the that's the, that's the unique thing that we're doing in the program because you know I think it's it's hard to imagine but lots of companies are almost um, uh, dead on arrival in London or wherever you're raising your next round and it's because of cap tables it's because of you know uh, even the legal structures of some companies have sort of really sort of said no to investment before you even start so we've, we've got a lot of work to do on that and that's what i mean about propel it's very exciting just to you know make sure that we're trying to start companies in the right way and then the accelerator is more about companies that already are in markets you know product out there a bit of traction so customers it's 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 real right so uh, and that stage is more about like raising the next round or about growth and things like that so we take 10 companies on there and as you said at the start of this call uh uh, it's for Northern Ireland and uh, companies outside of Northern Ireland. And it really helps, again, back to this sort of diversification of you know, thought, experience, um, even just even cultural um, uh, differences between founders are really, really good on the accelerator. And why do you think, you know, like we did talk about, you know, Northern Ireland's growing startup scene and, you know, Belfast isn't the only location in Northern Ireland with, with a thriving startup scene. Why do you think, that is if you know if you know what I mean like I know obviously there's lots of benefits of working and living in Belfast and um, particularly in the tech sector I was going to ask yourself you know what do you think those benefits are but as well as that you know 
what's going on outside of Belfast and when do you think that really started happening in terms of people branching out of the capital and realizing that oh well we don't have to constantly be in, in Belfast to to be a successful company yeah I think the idea of like locations become you know uh, location has changed a lot in the last year right the importance of location for startups and you know you're obviously seeing the sort of uh, usual sort of exodus from San Francisco and Austin and you know New York you know it's all becoming decentralized in some way and I think that applies to Northern Ireland as well I think you know some companies will be remote and lots more companies will be started remote thanks to this because of just um, thanks to sorry the last year and I think uh, that's something we should embrace and just even within our our community um, of startups you know there are not that many in in Belfast and especially now especially now it's very hard to see what any advantage is of being inside Belfast right um, because you know it's all virtual and you know we we've seen lots of funding activity already this year breathtaking at a breathtaking um, pace and you know speaking to some of the founders and who are the pitching and stuff it's just like where are you from it's not even a question that's being asked in those conversations right so location is really secondary and I think it's just about how you're operating your business and how you're proving that you're moving the needle to an investor for example is is way more important uh, than where your team are so you just need to prove that it works I think the it's very hard to convert a company from like in person to remote, you know, um, but I think starting a company from remote um, is easier or the better approach. So again, we're seeing lots of companies being started remote first. Yeah, it could be really interesting now as well, you know, from a, from a knock-on effect, like a, like a domino effect in the next five years to see maybe people that were furloughed or unfortunately let go from their jobs, create startups out of this sort of ver- very negative and stressful crisis you know it could be interesting to see the the knock-on effect that that has in like five ten years down the line in terms of new companies that we see coming through absolutely i think um it has been and we've seen it um you know uh, a moment where people say right i'm going to take a chance on that startup that i have in the back of my mind and that's good and i think constraints normally are a great place to start with with a startup right so either it's financials constrained oh i've got a couple of months to work this out or one month you know that really sort of like really think it sort of forces founders to sort of think about like what i could do to make this work right so there's a bit of that um within the current environment that we shouldn't almost embrace as i said earlier uh the markets have changed. Uh, customer behavior is quite a hard thing to sort of start to change, right? So yeah, there's new products coming out all the time, but how do you move them from the thing that they spend every day on, you know? Um, so, you know, but even that has changed because, you know, um, face, oh, sorry, we've had to use video, audio, you know, Clubhouse, you know, and various other sort of, you know, startups probably might not have happened two years ago. Um, Hoppin's a big one, right? They're struggling before the pandemic and now they're like exploding. So, you know, um, it's just wide open in terms of like the market opportunity, in terms of customer um, opportunity. And then uh, financially as well, you know, actually investment, the way we see it is that it's probably one of the best times that we've ever seen for raising money. And uh, there was a lot of dynamics in that. It depends on the startup, depends on the space, depends on the sector and stuff like that. But I think it's 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 a really exciting time from a capital perspective as well. So if anything, it's it's one of the best times that we will maybe even ever see to start a, a business. And I think I would just encourage everybody to sort of start it. And I would say also, or give it a go. I also say like, you know, 
you, we hear lots of stories out there about how much it costs and how much many people it costs to start a startup. I think that's absolutely wrong. Like most people can start something today, um, can start to sort of like understand customers and understand the problem and sort of spend time on that without any money, without any, you know, real expertise on how to code or anything like that. So, you know, that's stuff we can get on with. And if you have enough customer interest, enough customer demand, and you see those patterns, then you start, then you start to say, right, um, this is worth going after. So I think, you know, uh, there's still lots of traditional approaches to how you start uh, startups that are out there, like, you know, business plans, five-year projections, all that stuff. Honestly, we haven't seen those in years on the program. So um, I really advocate for just, you know, uh, customer-focused startups. Yeah, there's not always one way to do things too. Like you said, like the traditional sort of routes that can, can often go out the window. Because as well, you're Chris, you know, you're managing director at, at Ignite NI. I'm sure you've seen so many tech success stories. Are there any, you know, top ones off the top of your head that have been not your favorite, but ones that stand out for you? Just <laughs> one of Northern Ireland's biggest tech success stories to date? Yeah. Um, yeah, you you put me in an awkward position asking <laughs> me about that, you know, but, um, you know, look, well, it's very easy to, sorry, well, well yeah, sorry. Um, Look, so at Ignite, we're extremely proud that we support a vast range of companies, right? So we support companies basically in terms of like, if you want to be successful, whether you want to venture fund, venture, um, go into venture capital or you want to bootstrap, you know, we can support both of those companies. And I think that's extremely unique and very proud that we were able to do that as an organization and even Northern Ireland's a healthy thing, right? So, uh, so, but that said, like, that's why, you know, Funding rounds always sort of end up in the, in the papers and stuff. So it's hard to sometimes talk about uh, the bootstrap companies. But, you know, on the funding side, you know, obviously CloudSmith uh, raised a hu- huge round um, from brilliant um, VCs a um, year and a half ago. Um, so, you know, that's been going well. So we're very excited about the next steps of that. Locata Locum, you know, is a very solid business. And Johnny and the team there have just been relentlessly working away at that. At, at that. And it's really impressive. So uh, um, keep, keep an eye on that one as well. I think uh, those are all alumni. Um, I think just in sort of like current sort of like things that are going on right now, obviously met all last year is one to watch from uh, got back with C-Camp. Uh, SideQuest uh, <laughs> people keep <laughs> are so surprised that SideQuest is coming out of Northern Ireland it's it's remarkably it's almost famous as a as a product um, so that's uh, something that's going really well as well and you know like there's lots of like deeper tech products out there like you know Incisive you know Kathy and Adrian at Incisive are doing it's just sorry super smart uh, really interesting approach onto like you know ai almost and in terms of uh in terms of sports uh and then um yeah so sorry uh, uh, also uh, overwatch you know they, they were one of our first teams you know they're uh building sort of uh so ways for labs to build analytics into their into their problems so there's loads of uh, really interesting companies oh buddy base sorry this is a really difficult question going forever <laughs> sorry buddy base is you know doing this sort of no code uh, approach to web apps you know they're really sort of bringing a next gen product to the sort of no code movement and you know they're um they've got a huge waiting list and a huge uh, demand on their product as well as i said the healthcare tech sort of products as well uh Metal, Aulis, Pulse AI, Respiratory Analytics, you know, they're all great, Neve. <laughs> they're all obviously good. There's such a variety as well. Um, and sort of touching on that too, Chris, in terms of any parting pieces of advice 
you would give to to people thinking of starting their own startup or who have just begun um obviously like apply for the Ignite NA programs and over the come around but <laughs> is there any other wee snippets of advice you'd like to give anybody in that situation yeah well sadly we can't accept like, we can only accept 30 companies and the demand each year just seems to be growing this year we had extraordinary numbers which is beyond even like some of the top accelerators in the world so i think that says a lot about the demand and interest in starting something in northern ireland so look we're we're overwhelmed about that and really excited about that sadly we can't help everybody but that said please uh, make yourself known to us through office hours or through the application processes start sort of november december it depends right so um so keep an eye on that and we do do public events and things like that but we are actually very focused on you know uh, the, the companies that we have it's a lot of work to do in that so um but yes yeah, so uh, yeah please uh, keep in touch and look our at the end of the day we are built to help and so anybody who's sort of in a position where you know need to uh, a bit of extra sort of advice or another look at something, uh, we're always there for that. So we do help later stage companies and things like that, um, with that with that sort of stuff. So please help us. So yeah, just in terms of uh, advice, look, I've said it a hundred times, really try to fill, build uh, customer focused companies. So that means like really spend time with your customers, interview them, uh, spend time looking at, uh, like asking the right questions and sort of discovering their problems because often the, the problem you start with of, often changes as well. I also believe that startups are a learning machine, right? So essentially you should constantly be learning. Um, I think uh, it's guesswork if you go in and say, right, we're going to actually just go and build this and not speak to customers. So it's, you should be always sort of in this sort of iterative process as well. I think a lot of people sort of skip towards that sort of solution, right? We all get excited about a solution. So it's really important to sort of obsess about that problem as well. So really think about, you know, what is the problem you're trying to solve and keep thinking about that side instead of the solution side of things as well. I think a lot of uh, startups, I think I said that already about sort of leap to, you know, big teams or lots of money and sort of we need sort of this. It's actually, that's what we call prematurely scaling. So that's one of the things, the biggest reasons why companies um die is because they try to leap forwards you know add team members or hire functional people whenever you know they're still in this sort of generalist space as well i think one of the biggest themes that we sort of is the biggest difference between success and, and not on the program or what we see in terms of investors and stuff like that is about communication so i think you know it's all about how you describe um what you're doing and it's worth spending a lot of time on on the communication side of things as well so look um there's a long list of things, but I think it's really important uh, to, as I said, keep on customers, think about how you're talking about products as well, and just, you know, start small, start with simple stuff and start to move the needle um, as well. That's it for this week's episode of TechCrack. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.